The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Terry Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting. Dodo Burns and Lucky Black, Matt Norlander, is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please uh, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davis. You have consent. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please knock that out while you're here and while you're doing that. Let me remind you what we got going on. It's called the Summer Shoot-Around. It's a series during which we're focusing on 20 notable teams over a span of 10 weeks. Two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks, and we're doing the schools in alphabetical order. So we've already knocked out a bunch of them. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Auburn, the Gonzaga, Houston, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan, and North Carolina. Now we in the O's. Turn our attention to Ohio State. The Buckeyes went 20-12 and 12 last season, finished top fourth in the Big Ten from that team. Uh, they lost seven of their top eight scorers, including E.J. Liddell, Malachi Branham. That's a lot. They bring back Zed Key, Justice Suing back from an abdominal injury, adding a top 10 recruiting class fe- featuring two top 50 freshmen, plus transfers, Isaac Lightly and Sean McNeil. I've got Ohio State ranked 24th in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks of Chris Holtman's Buckeyes here in a moment. But first, a word from our partners this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Deadleg, Ohio State lost a lot. The bucket added some interesting pieces via the transfer portal. Simple question for you. Yeah. Is this the year Chris Holtman finally gets the credit he deserves? 
Well, he's getting the credit he deserves by even getting a standalone episode for this show. You need to lay out the case. Listen, Ohio State, really good coach, quality program, should probably go to the NCAA tournament. I don't see a top 25 roster here. Now, we're not, to be clear, this the shoot-around series is not, you know, you have to be a top 25 team for sure, uh, but Parrish does have him in his rankings there. So when you did, like, it, it almost feel like they might have snuck in the back door on you here, buddy. Um, I'm not convinced that I would rate this team top 30 going in, but why do you do just that? I got three syllables for you. Mm. Chris Holt, man. That's it. That's all you need. It's Chris Holtman. That is all you need. It's true. He's had a, I'm going to guess he's had, I'm going off the top of my dome here. I'm going to say Holtman, like eight years running, Ohio State and Butler. I'm going to say that he's never failed. I'll say his teams have never, I'll say he hasn't had a team outside the top 15 Ken Baum in at least eight seasons. That might be wildly wrong. Maybe there's a bad season there, but it always feels like they're, they're in the mix there. You I can tell you that he has not missed the NCAA tournament at Butler Ohio, or Ohio State ever. Um, over, over the past few seasons, well, he finished 31st at Ken Baum last year. Still inside the top 50. Oh, top 50? I thought you said 15. Oh, no. no, he's no. That- yeah, top, I don't know if he's had it like, there's, I'm, I don't know if he's had like a bad team and like I'll just I'll run it's, you I'll run you through his Ken Palm finishes since he got the Butler job in 2014-15 season. 20th, 30th, 25th, 16th, 44th, 31. There you go. Never outside of the top 45, doesn't matter who what doesn't matter where he's coaching, doesn't matter who's on the roster, never outside of the top 45. Um the last time he missed the NCAA tournament as a coach, 2013, when he was at Gardner-Webb. Um, but he's never missed it at Butler. He was there three years. Never missed it at Ohio State. He's been there five years. Seven trips to the NCAA tournament and only lost, and would have been eight if not for the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Seven trips to the NCAA tournament and has only lost in the first round once. He's advanced in six of the seven NCAA tournaments he's coached in. But the one was brutal. Now, the one was also to the 15 that went to the second weekend, but the one was obviously Oral Roberts. Well, yeah, the one was, yeah, you don't want to take a, you don't want to lose to Oral Roberts in the first round. We can all agree on that. The other thing that people bang on him a little bit, uh, it's the zero sweet 16s um, at Ohio State. You know, that, that motto went to five sweet 16s in a seven-year span at Ohio State from 2007 to 13. Had two final fours in there, made the title game in 2007. There was never a five-year span in the Thad Mata era. Never. Beginning, middle, end, doesn't matter, where they f- make the Sweet 16 at least once. And Chris has been at Ohio State five years and, and still yet to get to the Sweet 16, though he's in the NCAA tournament every year that he was in the NCAA tournament. So consistently good, impressive. Don't take those for granted. Sometimes fans of schools take in tournament appearances for granted. They're like, well, we're supposed to be in the NCAA tournament. And, and you know, what's the big deal about that? And then they fire a coach for just getting the NCAA tournament. And then they go seven years without going back to the NCAA tournament. Um, so don't take the NCAA tournament appearances for granted. It's not a birthright at Ohio State or, or basically anywhere else other than Kansas and Michigan State. I think it's a birthright there. But other places, you know, it, it, that's not to be taken for granted. But he, he does need to, 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 to bust through at some point. I can acknowledge – on paper, this roster might not look like the bust-through type of team, 
But if the question is, and I, I answered it with a joke, but I'm being sincere. No, it's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If why is Ohio State in the top twenty-five and one? It's because Chris Holtman's still the coach, and I think he's really, really good. This seems like his biggest challenge since he got to Ohio State because I don't think he's ever had this many new players, this big of a gel job, if you will. Uh, a lot of questions with the roster. Uh, I think that this, I think the array of results for Ohio State could be, I think the ceiling is like, the ceiling is probably four seed. I'd be pretty surprised if this team won the Big Ten personally. Um, and if you win the Big Ten, you're going to be better than the four seed. So I'd say four seed and floor and bottom end of the NIT. I really think it is uh, it is that wide. Um, proven players that are returning. Zed Key and then suing suing to an extent, right? But He, he, he barely played last season, but the year I before, mean, he was a double-digit scorer. He's a he real player. Yes. Yeah. So it's like he is proven, but he's coming off the injury. Um, so, so we'll see, uh, how good will the freshmen be? I mean, they're bringing in four freshmen that are basically top 75 to top 50 kind of level. Uh, my guess on the starting five here is you'll have key in the middle. You'll have suing Isaac likely via Oklahoma state. I love Isaac. Isaac likely is like a glue guy. Plus I would define him as he is a very tough, competitive, versatile. I think he fills a hole. I'd be stunned if he doesn't start a veteran. I think they need a player like him. Sean McNeil will probably also start sharpshooter was what? 37, 38% from three point range at West Virginia. And then Bruce Thornton is, I guess the most ready among the freshmen. He'll probably play the point. Um, uh, He's probably the freshman name to know, although they've got, they've got, they've got opportunities. I mean, Roddy Gale has a ton of upside six, four freshmen. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be uh, Bryce Sensabaugh is another one. He might be the best scorer, but I don't know if he'll start. Uh, I would anticipate Ohio State will be a better as the season goes along type of team. Like, I don't know if this team is going to be all that intriguing in the first three to four weeks. And we will get to the schedule in a, in a few here. I'll break down who they're, who they're facing when we do regular season over under. But uh, but it is it, there is a there is a real chance that this this team this season, you know, they're OK. They crack into the tournament. But if all the freshmen stay with they go into next season as like a clear cut top 25 level kind of team and they've got aspirations maybe of, of winning the Big Ten. Uh, if you're Holtman and you're Ohio State and you're a Buckeye fan listening to this, you're, you're just can you get through the season without health issues? You know, you had plenty last season and the, and the year before. Year before that, you were a really good team, and then, then there was no tournament because of COVID. Like you're, you're kind of aching a little bit for just can we get through a season without having one of our four or five best players have you know any kind of, of health issue? Seth Towns just effectively like retired from basketball, um, which was kind of expected, but that was announced really within the past forty eight hours of us taping this episode there. So you won't even have Towns on the roster uh, this season at all. So it will be, I think it will be a little bit of a work in progress, but I'm with you. I trust Holtman. I do think this team will get to the tournament, but I don't think, I don't think it should be a top 25 team going into the season. Um, I think you've got the starting lineup, right? Two returning Buckeyes, two transfers, and then Bruce Thornton. He's the six, one point guard, number 47 in the class of 2022 physical, thick, thick, thick point guard. Uh, Mr. Georgia, I mean, Mr. Basketball in the state of Georgia. Um, I was, I, I spent last night um, reading um, all of Adam Jardy's coverage from the Bahamas trip that Ohio State went on. Adam, of course, the 
uh, terrific beat writer at the at the Columbus Dispatch. Big Oasis guy. He will appreciate me mentioning that when he listens to this podcast. So, yes, shouts to One Jack. of the great college basketball beat writers we have. There we go. And uh, so I was like, if I'm going to talk about Ohio State, I read everything Adam wrote and, you know, borrow. And uh, one of the points that he made is that in the Bahamas, um, Bruce Thornton and I likely were kind of like splitting point card duties. But the, the, the thought seems to be, from reading quotes from Chris, uh, that th- they would like Bruce Thornton to establish himself as this team's point guard, if not by the beginning of the season, as the season progressed. And the quotes from him were really, he seemed like a really mature young man. Like he knows what he's there to do, knows what he's not there to do. Um, and, and, you know, t- t- takes pride in defense. Um, he closed the games. I think I remember that being a point that Adam made in 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 the Bahamas. He was he was closing the games, which is you know an encouraging sign if you're Bruce Thornton because it suggests that your coach already trusts you to to some degree. So, if I were trying to argue, if I was trying to you know gas up this team, I would say, okay, listen, they lost a lot. Seven of the top eight scores, they lost a lot. And it ain't like they brought in three five-star freshmen or anything like that. But Isaac Lilly is uh, not coming off a great season. He wasn't great last year. You know, I, Car- career low in points, rebounds per game, career low in field percentage. So like he him. is, and this surprised me, and I, I, I also am borrowing this from Adam Jardy, uh, only player in Oklahoma State history, Isaac Likely is, uh, with 1,000 points, 600 rebounds, and 400 assists in his career. So he was never a star, but he was – reliable although he needs to be better this season at ohio state than he was last season for oklahoma state but he's still a relevant player for for a good team uh sean mcneil averaged you know 12 points per game um you know shot 37 percent from three on nearly five attempts per game so the two transfers are, are guys who have been productive players at you know big time programs justice suing was a double digit score two years ago when healthy you know, he, he has been a, a relevant and, and reliable player for Ohio State. Zed Key is, is more of just your role playing big. Yeah. But he, he, but he played the role well. And uh, then Bruce Thornton, you know, if he can if he can be what his accolades suggest is possible, then I think you've got a solid team there. Is that a team that is going to be great? I don't know if they'll be great, but I could see them being rock solid finishing top four in the Big Ten and continuing Chris Holtman's streak of of missing of making the NCAA tournament with, with without exception since becoming Butler's head coach. Sounds like a team that'll probably be eight deep, but guys that are maybe six, seven, eight, maybe nine in that rotation, uh, they'll get a better sense. The, the staff will as we get closer to the start of the season. But I, I just think it's going to take a, a little bit to figure that out, and maybe we get a better sense of it by the end of Ohio State's MTE, which leads me to regular season win total. So here are the games of note for your Buckeyes. They are yet... You want to know how good... Now, PK85 is the best early season event. We get that. But you want to know how good Maui is? We're talking about yet another team that's going to Maui. I mean, I feel like five or six teams that, that are going to be in this event have been uh, featured in our summer shoot-around series. So Ohio State's there. They'll play San Diego State to start, and they will be an underdog, I believe, in that game. I think San Diego State will be favored. And then they will play either Cincinnati or Arizona, depending on how it breaks. And then the other end of the bracket, they'll face one of Texas Tech, Creighton, Arkansas, or Louisville. If you're an Ohio State fan, yes, you're just trying to get out of there two and one and one in some kind of combination. One and two wouldn't surprise me. They're at Duke, ACC Big Ten at Duke on November 30th. And then they've got UNC in the CBS Sports Classic 
on December 17th. Those are really the games of no. And Holtman has not been shy about being ambitious with his scheduling. But again, you kind of get an in. Sometimes coaches will tip their hand. You know, they'll, they'll show what they're holding uh, by how they schedule. Obviously, there's going to be a, a batch of bye games every single season from a power conference standpoint. But here, that's all they have. They have three in Maui at Duke versus UNC. Now, at Duke and versus UNC, those are very, very challenging. And, and, and all and, three games in Maui will be challenging. But there's and, just five of no. Go ahead. And, and those five? They were all locked into them. Yes, that's right. They yeah, because yeah. that's ACC Big Ten. It's CBS Sports Classic, and then it's Maui. They don't yeah. have any control over scheduling any of it, that. This stuff. wasn't one of those. How about this? We see all the time. You know, Gonzaga and Michigan State are scheduling a game. You know, yeah. in uh, in July or whenever that was. Ohio State did not go add any significant non-league game to its schedule um, once they knew what their roster was going to look like. The the big non-league games they're playing, they, they've been locked into literally for years. Yes, exactly. I think best case scenario in those five is a three and two record. Two and three might be the most likely outcome there. And then in the, in the, in league play, uh, they only get Minnesota, Penn state and Wisconsin at home. That's beneficial. They only have to play Indiana once, but it's on the road. They only have to play Michigan once, but it's on the road, but good news. They only have to play Nebraska once it's on the road. Auto win. They're going to walk into Pinnacle Bank. They're split. Oh, yeah, that's right. A home and away uh, tournament level teams or potential tournament level teams. You've got Rutgers, Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, Illinois. It's going to be it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting one. So I'm going to let you go first again. Next mm-hmm. one, I'll go first. But uh, you've gone first on a few of these episodes here. Regular season heading into the Big Ten tournament. Win total. Buckeyes. What do we got? I'm going to go three non-league losses. Okay. Three non-league losses. And then fourth place in the Big Ten last year was 12 and eight. So I go 12 and eight in the league. So I'm going to go 20 and 11 heading into the Big Ten tournament. Fourth place in the Big Ten. Safely on the right side of the bubble. But seated in a place where you're going to have to play a real game in your first round. Sounds like, I don't know, seven seed, maybe somewhere in there. We are on the same page. I have 20 wins for your Buckeyes going into the big 10 tournament. And it might be a situation where a big 10 play could, uh, can make a real difference if they can dodge eight, nine, seven, 10, or get up to the six line. We'll wait and see. We're on the same page there. I assume we're not getting out of this Ohio state summer shoot around series without talking Brownie James, right? He did uh, visit over the weekend. He was there for the Notre Dame game. There was a Bronny James chance uh, at the Ohio State Notre Dame game, I gather. And so it comes at the same time. They 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 lost a, a commitment this weekend as well. Uh, George Washington III. GW third, The father of our country. There's only one place where this player can now go. He's got to go to GW. If, if your name is George Washington, you might not third. want to. You might not want to. How about you go there and become a legend, young man? Dude, how could you not go to GW if your name is George Washington the Third? By the way, how do you even get named George Washington the Third? I mean, obviously, your your <laughs> well, dad. We know was, how it happened. Your George was George Washington. Your dad's George Washington the Second, and then and then your grandfather is the father of I our gotta, country. I gotta, I gotta know the. I gotta see the family etymology here. I gotta know <laughs> what's going on. His grandfather. What if, was, what if he was George Washington like the Thirteenth and was actually? <laughs> descendants like Aegon. Oh There's my so many Agons. There's so many Agons. 
Anyway, they lose you. They, 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 uh, my understanding uh, and kind of sniffing around the recruiting circles is he's actually not considered uh, maybe like a Big Ten level player at this yeah, stage. He's not, he's not Abraham Lincoln the third. He's not. He's not. He's, he's not John John F. Kennedy the third. He's, he's not honest, Dave. Um, so uh, with that, and you know, but with that decommitment in line with Bronny James, you know, being there, it's people are going to presume stuff. I'm not going to presume any of that, by the way. Um, I, I don't know if Bronny, Bronny James is going to go play college basketball. We are going to have that. Uh, but two things for me on Bronny one donate. I don't think you should anticipate a Bronny James college commitment until the spring. That's just my read on it. Uh, and two LeBron James does love Ohio state. Uh, I know he's connected in a significant way to like the most powerful boosters at that university, which obviously makes sense. Um, but I don't know if Ohio state's the favorite. I mean, I put Ohio state at like, I don't know, 25, 30% to eventually land Bronny James. There's a long way to go in this recruitment, but this was his first. The reason why this is a big deal was football game, Notre Dame season opener. And it's his first college visit. LeBron James never did this. So for, I think for the family, for Bronny, for LeBron himself, I think it was actually a really big deal. Important deal. It was important to LeBron personally, as someone who grew up in Akron with Ohio state being the, the university that he rooted for, for this one to be the first one. I don't think it necessarily indicates that Ohio state is the front runner or anything like that. Not to say he won't eventually go there, um, I'm not even convinced, and we're not going to slip down the Bronny conversation. I'm not even convinced that Bronny James, as a freshman, will be good enough to that, start as a Big Ten player. That's, as that's a the problem. So, the so problem. there's also that. But you know, the, the, he is uh, he is involved at Ohio State and looking at other places, USC, Oregon, among some others, and Memphis obviously is in there. And so th- there's there's a lot more to go in the Bronny James recruitment. But we just is pure coincidence. We are talking about the Bucks as they're coming off having Bronny James and others, by the way, on they had like three or four of the people, I think, there for um, for a visit there. I'm sure I, I haven't talked to Holtman about this in depth, but I'm sure it was actually insane for him and that staff to have to do like they were because there's that kind of game, as you all know, GP, like you get a huge football game. That's the game where it's not just like, OK, let's get our one recruit. And it's like all the recruits that are involved, either signed or unsigned, committed or uncommitted. They want to go there, experience that. And so you've got to cater to like no, in normal circumstances, two or three notable recruits in their families throw in LeBron James. I'm sure it was, uh, I'm sure it's quite an experience for, uh, for that coaching staff and probably, you know, probably good for recruiting as well. But I don't, I don't recall seeing like it might have happened, but I wasn't like dialed into every second. But like, I don't recall seeing like Holtman like on the sidelines with LeBron. Like some coaches might be insistent on doing that, like the photo op kind of deal. I don't think Holtman was all was all about that. So um, anyway, it's, it'll be interesting to see where this goes with them on the Ohio State front. Yeah, I talked about this on a recent episode of the Island College Basketball Podcast with um, David Cobb. I have an possible un, unpopular opinion about the Bronny James recruitment. I'm not saying I wouldn't recruit him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I would be hesitant to recruit him at, at the Ohio State level because I think you're right. It's not clear he's a he's a he's a freshman impactful player at the big 10 level. And if he's not, it's a problem. You know, he, he, this, this is not Bronny James is ranked fourth in the class of 2023. He's not DJ Wagner. Um, he's a borderline top 50 guy, according to most, you know, recruiting analysts. And those types, types of guys don't often have major impacts at good slash great big 10 programs. 
And so if you bring him in and he's just a normal, forget his name for a second. He's just a normal borderline top 50 guy at a place like Ohio State. He's probably a role player for you. And then if you try to force play him and make him something more than that, you got locker room problems. And if you don't play him, well, then, you know, they're leading uh, get up on a Wednesday morning. Bronny James played 11 minutes last night for Ohio State. And Stephen A. Smith is like, did LeBronny James make the uh, right decision to go to Ohio thing. State? That's a, actually, thing. Yeah. That's a thing. I actually That's don't thing. like it for Bronny at all. Like, he wants to play, he likes basketball. He wants to play basketball. That's great and all that stuff. A lot of the stuff is out of his control. But I don't like this idea that you could be setting him up for a lot of unwarranted, unneeded public backlash. Like, he's going to be as good as he's going to be. And I'm pretty sure LeBron James is determined to get his son to the NBA. But as, at a certain point, like, you're as good as you are. You are as good as you are. And so, some of the stuff that might fall on Bronny, um, I don't know. It's not, it's not the healthiest thing. I hope he gets to a place where he's capable enough of playing at that level and he's good enough and we're not, you know, square peg round holing this situation, and he can find a spot where he wants to play, and he uh, and there's an, an actual, you know, natural fit. Whether that's Ohio State or not, I don't know. But that was his first visit. Like if 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 Bruce Thornton plays, uh, you know, is, is is seventh in minutes played at Ohio State this season? I don't think he'll be. By the way, I think he's going to be a starter. But like if Bruce Thornton is seventh in minutes played, nobody cares other than Bruce Thornton's family, maybe. But if Bronny James is averaging 14 minutes a game at Ohio State as a freshman or UCLA as a freshman, USC as a freshman, Memphis as a freshman, it's it's something people are talking about. Now, now what you and I will do is come on here and say, guys, what did you expect? He was ranked 52nd in his high school class. Guys like that sometimes make big impacts at big programs as freshmen, but not often. You wouldn't bet on it. So, like, what did you expect? But that ain't going to stop you know, people from getting on TV uh, on a Thursday morning asking big questions. Should Bronny James transfer? Did LeBron James make a mistake letting his son go to school here? Is Bronny James really going to enter the draft after scoring six points a game at wherever? Like that, that is going to happen, and that's not going to be the easiest thing to deal with. Again, I'm not saying I would not recruit him. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if you're – Mick Cronin, Andy Infield, Chris Holtman, Penny Hardaway, you have to recognize this ain't this ain't normal. What you're what you're bringing in is not a normal thing. And they're all smart enough to recognize. They know it. I'm not telling these guys anything they don't know. But you 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 got to realize that if you take a, a, a guy ranked exactly where Bronny James is ranked and and make him just a role player as a freshman, but his name's not Bronny James, it's it, 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 that is the expected outcome. Nobody blinks. You do that with Bronny James, and it's going to be literally a national story. People will be talking about it. Yep, and I wouldn't expect any – I mean, anything can change, I guess. But I, I just think given that who he is and LeBron, they're going to want to wait to see how roster shake out, transfer stuff. I, I I don't think Bronny James is going to commit to a college before we get to at least April. Personally. I hope they do the decision part two. <laughs> Bronny James. Do that. I don't think they're going to do that either. That would be hilarious. If he, set, if he got – who conducted that interview? That was uh, Jim Gray. Bring Jim Gray in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do wanna, the whole you let thing. The entire sports internet and television industry on fire. To the yeah. Bring Jim Gray in to interview Bronny James about where he's taking his talents. Have him wear the same outfit LeBron did. Exact the whole same outfit. Get Donovan Mitchell in the stands like he was. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, as you know, at the time he was like 16 years old. Put Donovan Mitchell in the stands. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, get him back there to watch the whole thing. 
Yeah. Be perfect. Yeah. Sounds like a winning philosophy. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars. Leave a nice review while you're there. There's more of us than there are of them. It needs to be reflected in the comments. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that while you're here. We'd appreciate it. We're going to talk to you again real soon. Until then, take care. Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.